So I think I complete a hat trick. I don't know if Monica knew that. I think I'm the third 50-year-old um, British person to speak to you in a row. So don't worry, I'm not going back for the history of the kings of England or whatever it was a few weeks ago. I don't know. Yes, last week, I don't know. I was with the kids, what Ian spoke about. But anyway, today, um, I'm going to speak about rocks. And let's uh, wait for Jimmy to do the technical bits, and then we'll get the first of the PowerPoint up. Now, let's see if uh, technology works. I want you to see the picture, because you'll get excited. I was excited. Ah, see, not a bad way to start a sermon with a picture of Tom Cruise clinging to the rock. Now, I was going to snap a picture of Rory on the ISU climbing wall, but I thought, no, no, no. <laughs> really, I better stick to Tom Cruise. So maybe uh, next time I'll have a picture of Rory doing something. So have any of you been rock climbing or been to the top of a very high building, Crested Towers? Yeah, Roy has. I've done it a few times. Um, once, uh, when we were at school, we used to have these school trips once a year. And um, when we were older, I guess, we went up to Scotland. And uh, one of the activities we did was rock climbing in Glencoe. I don't know if any of you have been in Scotland, in Glencoe. And uh, we were climbing up the mountain. You have a rope on you, so it shouldn't really be too scary. But uh, when you look down, you, you see, and then the aeroplanes, the jet fighters, they race up the valley, and they're lower than you are. You're climbing up, and they're lower. Really, anyway. And then a few years later, um, we went to New York as a family. And all I, I don't know exactly when it was, but it must have been before the very, very sad time of September the 11th, 2001, because we went up the Twin Towers. Went up, 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 and then you look down, 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 when you're so high. And it's scary. When I was clinging to that rock, when you're on a tall building looking down, you know, your heart misses a beat. But it's not because you're worried about the, the thing. The rock is strong. The building is strong. You're worried about the body failing, a trip, a loss of grip, uh, even a push, <laughs> if you're on the edge of somewhere high. I never doubted the solidness of the rock or the building. These were sure, and as long as I could cling to these, I would be safe. Let's read Psalm 18, verses 1 to 4, and I put the introductory part to sort of set it in context. For the director of uh, music, of David, the servant of the Lord, he sang to the Lord the words of this song, when the Lord delivered him from the hand of all his enemies and from the hand of Saul. He said, I love you, Lord, I love you, Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, my deliverer. My God is my rock, in whom I take refuge, my shield and a horn, of my salvation, my stronghold. I call to the Lord for who is worthy of praise, and I have been saved from my enemies. The cords of death entangled me, the torrents of destruction overwhelmed me. Some time ago when I was asked to speak today, I was praying about what to speak, and the Lord just put in, just gave me the word rock. And so I've been thinking about this over the past few weeks and setting it in the context of Scripture. And this psalm of David 
it's really a great place to start our point of reflection. As Christians, we are not isolated from the joys and the sorrows of living as human beings, a part of the global community which we call Earth. The Bible is very open about this, and the life of David is a prime example. Even in our psalm that we, up there, verse 4, um, the cords of death entangle me, the torrents of destruction overwhelm me. Perhaps we have faced the reality of possible death through illness, through accident, or war. But the reality is for many of us, we haven't faced such a critical situation. And for this we praise God. But I believe this psalm and the emphasis of the rock is not just for these life-threatening situations, but for each moment that we feel that our personal circumstances are not as sure and as steady as we would like them be, to be. Perhaps we are facing a difficult exam at college. Perhaps we are facing financial challenges at home. Perhaps we have arguments within the family or with a close friend. A difficult situation at work. An illness of a close friend or family member. And the list could go on. I know my personal situation. The challenges I am facing. And this is the reality. Only you, each one of us here, as individuals, only you know fully the challenges and issues that you are facing at the moment. So whether there are cords of death, whether you are facing, or an argument with a close friend, what is the first thing to do? Well, stopping for a moment to, to look at Psalm 18, verses 1 to 4, is not a bad thing. In Psalm 18, verse 2, it says, The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge. My shield, which means king, and horn, strength, and my salvation and my stronghold. The blue italics are the meanings that I got um, when I looked a bit further about the horn and the shield. Note the fact that out of these 30 words in this verse, eight of these words are my. Our God is not remote from our day-to-day -day lives, but intimately involved in the day-to-day, -day, the hour and hour, minute-to-minute, <laughs> minute minute, happenings of our lives. It's not a remote God. God is there with us. I don't know what Monica is going through. I don't know what war is going through. I don't know what anybody else is going through. But your God does. Your God is intimately involved with you. He is my God. He is your God. He cares for you just as he did for David. A man who was uh, certainly not perfect, but someone who knew his weaknesses, acknowledged them, and ultimately could start by Psalm, Psalm 18 off by saying, I love you, Lord, my strength. Yes, we go through these issues. But God is there with us every moment. He is the best friend that we ever have. So thinking back to our first picture, and there was Tom Cruise, I don't suppose really, I don't know, clinging to that rock. But how can we cling to the rock? Well, <clears throat> it's as simple as the chorus that we all used to love when we were mini kids in Sunday school. Let's see if our technology works. <laughs> 
Thank you, Jimmy. Play video. I, I meant to put it in the presentation, but it refused, and then I'm not technical enough to put it in. I had to do something with a, some coding or something. It will come. Because it was playing before the service. I heard it. <laughs> Hold on, Jimmy, the picture. Ah. Giving you a clue. Name that tune in three. Right. Ah, look at that. It's good to have these technical people with us. All right. Enjoy. can join in. The wise man built his house upon the rock. The wise man built his house upon the rock. And the wind came tumbling down. The rain came down and the floods came up. The rain came down and the floods came up. The rain came down and the floods came up. And the rain from the rocks opened. Very good. His house upon the rock. William built his house upon the sun. William built his house upon the sun. And the wind rained on the rain down. Rain down on the flood stream. The rain came down on the flood stream. The rain came down on the flood stream. And the house on the sun. Uh oh. There we go. Thank you, uh, some nice American kids. Let's read the passage, Matthew 7, verses 24 to 27. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house. Yet it did not fall because its foundation was on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like the foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the wind blew and beat against the house, and it fell down with a great crash. The rock that we need to cling to are the words of Jesus. And of course, Jesus himself describes himself as the word in John 1. John 1 verse 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then in verse 14 it says, The Word became flesh and made his dwelling amongst us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. So let us learn a little more from the foolish and the wise men. There are two things, key things. One, you need to hear the words of Jesus. This, and this happened both to the wise and the foolish men. They both heard the words of Jesus. 
And secondly, you need to put the words of Jesus into practice. And only the wise man did this. The Christian faith is not just about hearing or even knowing. There are many people in this world who do not know Jesus as their personal saviour, but know much more about the Bible and its words than you or I. And I can't deny that that isn't a good starting point. And we need to, to, to hear and to know the words of Jesus. But the foundation of our faith in Jesus Christ is established when we start putting these words that we hear into actions. We need our lives established on the rock, Jesus, the rock, to be sure that it does not crash when the winds and the waves come. The struggles and the trials of life, this earthly life, come rushing in and around and wash away that foundation of sand. No, we're still going to face those troubles and those struggles, but our foundation is on the rock of Jesus, the words of Jesus put into action in our lives. The other thing when rock came into my mind as I was thinking about this sermon was that famous hymn. Mm -hmm. See? Point to the right person, you'll get the right answer. Rock of ages, clear for me. When I was in the sixth form, so a lot of recollection of my school and it's too long ago now, but anyway, when I was in years 11 and 12 in the Uganda system, we called it the sixth form in the UK, um, we still had to do sports day each week. When you got to that stage, many things you could drop, but you couldn't do drop sports. You had to do the sports. But you were given more options and, uh, than you had been in the lower classes. And so, did I really want to be kicking, playing football, or throwing, playing rugby, a ball around a wind set, playing football? For some reason, they built the playing fields. Our school was on the top of a hill, but in another hill, right on top of this hill, with the playing fields, I think because they were flat. And in the winter, it was freezing. Do I really want to be throwing these balls around on these windswept fields at near freezing temperatures? Mm. Sorry, it didn't really, I know it appealed to Roy, but not to me. I thought, no, 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 far better to take the option of going potholing or caving. Anybody done that? No. Well, there we are, there's your chance. You can still do it. Yeah, so, there was a very uh, an, an enthusiastic teacher and he got a group of us together and we used to go caving. In the limestone hills, uh, Mendip Hills, not far from Bath, the city of Bath where I lived and um, went to school, there were many natural caves carved out from the rivers that are running underground. The most famous is Cheddar Caves. What else comes from Cheddar? Cheese, yeah. So where you get your Cheddar Cheese also where I used to go under the ground. And you can go, when you visit England one time, you go to Cheddar, you can go and visit the caves. And they're a popular tourist attraction, and also the place where Cheddar Keys gets its name. The tourist caves are large, they are paths and lights and guides to show you around. But these were not the ones that we were heading to for our school afternoon sports. The caves we, as we explored were often holes barely bigger than your body. And the lights were torches strapped to our hard hats. That's not me, by the way. <laughs> and it's not Augustus, either. But that is the hole where I first went. The first time I ever went in a cave, it was that cave. It's called Goat Church Cabin. And it's in a place called Burrington Coombe, which is a bit like Cheddar, but it's, it's nearby, but it's a bit smaller than Cheddar. 
But it also has lots of caves, and this cave is a good one if you're a beginner, you can't get really, really lost, but it goes on quite deep. And um, so, but, but this place, Barrington Coombe, I'm talking about because not only does it excite me, the first experience of caving, but it's also where this hymn, Rock of Ages Cleft for Me, was written. This chap, Augustus Moncatu Toplaudi, who lived about the same time as uh, Hugh was talking to us <laughs> some weeks ago. Um, so uh, he, he was a curate at a local church near this Barrington Coombe place. And one time he was walking up Barrington Coombe and a big, big rainstorm came along. And uh, he was caught by that rainstorm. And what did he do? Like any of us, he would run to the rocks and he cowered under the rocks. Maybe the next picture. And this is the actual rock of ages, where he, where he hid, sheltered. You see those lines running up? I think he went into one of those. And because of that inspiration, I think, I, I don't know if I would be inspired in the rainstorm under a rock, wondering where to get home, but he was inspired to write the wonderful hymn, Rock of Ages, Cleft for Me. A cleft is a small uh, gap, like the lines you can see running up that cliff, that rock face, where Augustine could squeeze in and get protection from the storm. Maybe you've done the same in a heavy storm, you've sheltered under a tree, or you're close to a building, somehow you're missing the rain. Was it this morning? Yeah, this morning there was a heavy rain, and when I opened up the top veranda, actually we went out with Chanel, and I put the umbrella up. And I think it's the first time she's ever been under an umbrella. She knows about umbrella, but she's never been under the rain. So we went outside with the umbrella up and we're sheltered from the rain. And then I moved it to one side and the rain came down. Is it good, Daddy? And so I put it back up again. The following are the first and the last verses of the hymn. But if you look at it on Google, you can read the whole thing. The English is a little old-fashioned, I admit, but the truths remain very clear. The first verse says, Rock of ages, cleft for me. Let me hide myself in thee. Let the water and the blood from thy riven side which flowed be of sin the double cure. Save me from its guilt and power. And then the final verse, verse 4. While I draw this fleeting breath, when I close my eyes in death, when I soar to worlds unknown, when I see you on thy judgment throne, rock of ages, cleft for me, let me hide myself in thee. Jesus is our hope, our saviour. And it is by his sacrifice on the cross of Calvary that we can be certain, just as Augustine was almost 300 years ago, that as we come before that judgment throne, as we see our God in all his wonder, we will be welcomed with open arms to our heavenly throne. Hebrews 4 and verse 16 says this, Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. I'm going to repeat that because I think it's really important. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Hebrews 4 and verse 16. And you see, 
It is as we have this confidence and know the certainty of salvation that we will experience the rock that is Jesus Christ and find the help that we need to bring us through those difficult times in our lives. We're going to all face them. I'm sorry about that, but it's the reality of the human life. We're going to face them. But we have the rock that is Jesus. But we also have another thing. We're gathered here this morning as KICL. In a couple of weeks' time, we're going to gather with the bigger KIC family, which will be very exciting. We're going to see some people be baptized. Wonderful. We are not alone. Yes, this is about having personal faith in Jesus being born again. Yes, this is about knowing Jesus is the rock on which our faith is established. Yes, it is about knowing that the Jesus is the Word and the words of Jesus and the rest of the Bible will strengthen our ability within him. Me, me, me. Yes, I have a very important part in my Christian life, of course. But you, each of you, as I'm a member of this church, you also have an important part in my life and I have an important part in your lives. Because we are part of the body of Christ. 1 Corinthians 12 verse 27 says this, now you are the body of Christ and each one of you has its part. And that's why when we're going through these troubles, yes, Jesus is our rock, but we can also have our Christian brothers and sisters who will also help us through that time. So as we pass through these challenges time, we may even find it difficult to get a firm hold of the rock. I've experienced that in my own life, experienced it in the others who are going through that time, that that um, sometimes you know, th those challenges can weaken our faith to an extent and we find it hard to have that confidence and strength of faith that we did have before. So someone can come alongside and help put our hands in the right places to find that grip that we need. What used to be so easy now becomes more difficult. But don't worry. This is why Jesus created the church as a body, a fellowship of believers, a community which has a responsibility and a desire to help one another. Galatians 6 and verse 2 says this, Carry each other's burdens, and this is the way you will fulfill the law of Christ. Now this little picture, I remember from a long time ago, maybe even in school, when uh, the Good News Bible was first published, so I don't know when that was, they, they had these little pictures through the text, and I always remember this one, so I googled it, Good News Picture, uh, of Galatians 6 verse 2 and ultimately I found it and I think it's just so simple and in the Good News Bible it's just in black and white here it's in colour help to carry one another's burdens and you see that's our church you see there's men and women there's old ones like me there's young ones they all out at the moment that's our community KIC Laboa KIC Kampala helping one another to carry each other's burdens so simple so diverse, with men and women, young and old, each has a burden, you see? They're each carrying something. Each of us had our burdens, but the other one is also helping to carry, even the little one, pushing, pushing. Can we help, carry, can, can we help someone carry their burden today? Can we ask someone to help carry our burden today? Can KICL do more to help and encourage 
the sharing of burdens. If you want to discuss these questions as over coffee and cake, then please do so. But I actually have another activity to finish the sermon today. Now, Gerald, I, I always, uh, he's the strongest man in our church. He won a com- I, I know if he won the competition, but he went in a competition for the strongest man in Uganda. So uh, you see. Oh, so I went down to a place near Makwano and uh, went to the lady and I said, I need 50 rocks. She said, no, we don't sell 50. We sell them by the jerry can. I don't want a jerry can. I want 50. Anyway, in the end, I persuaded her to, to sell me 50 rocks. So I'm going to ask our very strong Gerald to move around you all and please take one rock each. And there's pens, but the pens, I only bought 10, so you'll have to share the pens. And um, I want us to use this rock, this pebble, this white stone. I don't know where they're from, maybe Kasesi from one of those rivers there. I want you to, to use the marker pen and to write on it. I don't think there's room for the whole verse, unless you're a very small writer, but just the, the reference of a verse that has meant something very special to you during those times of trouble. It may be one of the verses we've talked about today. Most likely it's not. Most likely it's another one that you can write on. And you don't have to do it now if you want to look in your Bibles or Google it on your phone when you're another time. But please do. Find the verse, John 1 verse 1, J-N 1 verse 1. And then you put it in that place where you'll remember. Maybe in the bathroom near the mirror. So every morning you see, yeah, that's my verse, that's my rock. This is the one that I cling to. Today's been a brilliant day and I thank God for that. Tomorrow's going to be a difficult day or has been a difficult day. But this is my rock. This is what I'm holding to. This is Jesus, my Lord, my rock. Deuteronomy 32, verse 4, says this. He is the rock. His works are perfect, and all his ways are just. A faithful God who does no wrong, upright and just is he. There's a chorus about that in there, or using those words. Deuteronomy 32, verse 4. He is the rock. His works are perfect, and all his ways are just. A faithful God who does no wrong, upright and just is he. So, you'll get your rock in the end, but I'm finishing here. Um, uh, do, do write your verse on now or later, and uh, remember that Jesus is your rock. Jesus is my rock. He is there now and each and every day of our lives. But also remember that we're here together as KIC Laboa to also help one another. Let's just pray. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you so much that you came to this world, that you lived amongst us, that you, you went also through difficulties and trials, and that you, you had no sin, and ultimately you, you knew that you had to go and die on that cross of Calvary for us. Lord, we thank you that uh, you are our double cure. Lord, that one day we'll be able to soar on wings and approach that throne of grace, of mercy, because of your death on that cross for us, your resurrection and the life. Lord, we thank you for that. Lord, we thank you that you are the rock. Lord, thank you that you are the one that we can cling to in the good times, in the bad, uh, bad times, the difficult times. Lord, we thank you for uh, 
For the reminder today, and we pray that as you inspire us or enable us to think of that verse that we want to put on our little rock, that will be one that, that really reminds us of, of your presence through each and every day of our lives. Lord, we thank you for this chance to meet this morning, and as we go out, Lord, we pray that you be with us, our rock and our salvation, for the rest of this week. In Jesus' name, amen. Good. Thank you very much. <laughs> That's okay. Sorry? <laughs>